Welcome to Revitalizing the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett, brought to you by the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, a center that envisions to partner with churches and her leaders to strategize, strengthen, and discern the spirit of God's will for the local church. Welcome to episode 52 of Revitalizing the Declining Church. I'm your host, Dr. Desmond Barrett. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about evangelizing your neighbors. We live in a very challenging time as a Christ follower. If you were to share your faith with someone at work, it could get you in trouble with HR. If you were to share your faith with your neighbor or the person down the street, it could get you in trouble with the homeowners association or with that neighbor turning their back on you. We live in a challenging time as a Christ follower. You know, many of the churches out there are in decline. And yet, what are we doing to depopulate hell? God has called us to evangelize our neighbors, to not to fear the wrath of man, but to fear the wrath of God. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about evangelizing your neighbors and providing four points that I believe are key directly out of Scripture. In Luke chapter 19, verse 1 through 10, you can read a story about a guy named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector of the town. He was someone who was skimming money off the top. He was really a middleman between the collection of taxes in his local area of Jericho all the way up to the Roman government. He wasn't liked by his neighbors. In fact, he was probably despised by his neighbors because he was getting filthy rich off of them. Yet Jesus was able to impact his heart. I believe that the grace of God can go before even now. I believe he's moving in the lives of your neighbors and in your community and the people around you. But you have to be willing to be bold to speak out. We cannot fear what the world has to say to us. We have one opportunity to share the gospel of Christ and we're called to evangelize the neighbors. And to the shock of everyone, Jesus was inviting himself to the table of this known sinner as we read in chapter 19 of Luke. You see, uh, Zacchaeus climbed a sycamore fig tree and he got out so he could see Jesus. He couldn't see before that with all the crowds. He, he wasn't tall enough. So he climbs this tree and Jesus sees him there and he stops in mid uh, chanting of the crowd and people trying to push forward. And he says, Zacchaeus, I want to go to, to your home tonight for dinner. The people who heard this must have been shocked. Some had to be angry that Jesus would do this. And sometimes, leader, in a revitalization effort, you upset others within the established church when you try to serve like Jesus. So should you, should a leader give up leading and living like Jesus because others don't like what is happening around them? I think not. The church needs you. The church needs leaders to speak up and to speak out of the, of the comfortable and to serve the uncomfortable. Jesus was willing in this passage of scripture to place himself in an uncomfortable environment to help someone in need. Not because it was easy, but because it was the right thing to do as a leader. In a way, Jesus was preparing the table for future conversations that could lead to complete conversion. If you want to lead like Jesus and serve others in need, then you must prepare the table that welcomes everyone. Leadership is about having hard conversations to find common ground in a season of disagreement. And so how do we do that? There's four ways to evangelize your neighbors. And the first one is this, be prayerful. So how's your prayer life? As a leader, you might have asked that question yourself to someone in your church. But really, how is your prayer life? Without a healthy spiritual walk, you will walk into a storm that will not be easy. 
Jesus invited himself into Zacchaeus' house, not because Zacchaeus was the most popular man in town, but because he was a man who needed Jesus. I want you to look around you. Look around your table today. See if a sinner sits among you. If not, why is that? I want you to begin to pray like Jesus, that God would guide you to people who make you feel uncomfortable, but who need Jesus. A godly leader is willing to take on the arrows of the Pharisees of the church to reach the lost. As you battle, and you surely will battle, to reach people who are different, you will have to navigate the spiritual minefield with love, grace, and humility. And that will only come through a strong prayer life grounded in Scripture. The devil wants nothing more than to destroy your spirit and destroy your stick to to destroy your revitalization effort. The devil wants to get into your leaders in your leadership team, those influencers in your church, to try to discourage others and to discourage you as the leader. But when you are prayerful, when you are mindful, when you are spirit-led, you allow God to direct your heart in the right way. These past couple of months may have been difficult for you, but it just means you're on the right path. Jesus invited himself to speak to a known sinner. And sometimes, pastor, sometimes church revitalizer, you have to put yourself in a position that will get the slings and arrows of the Pharisees inside your local church. But when you've bathed everything you've done in prayer, when you know you're being guided by the Holy Spirit, when you have humility as a leader in the posture of how you lead, you will come through this season of discouragement into a season of encouragement because you're doing what God wants you to do to reach the lost at all costs. The second point is that you got to be patient. Leading like Jesus is not for the faint of heart. You must have experienced that already in your own ministry, if you're honest. A lot of times the church, it's messy. And when you serve in the marginalized areas, you get dirty, making church folks nervous. And sometimes because of the actions, stepping out into a sinful space of trying to help a sinner, the church and the church people and these dear saints of God begin to push back against you as a leader. Other times, it's because you're not patient as a leader and you rush things, making mistakes that could cost you your ministry and your leadership respectability. My friends, everyone wants you to win the lost. The question is, at what cost? The cost of your marriage, your ministry, more mission endeavors for God? I want you to embrace God and to cling to His ways, not your ways. He will make your way straight in how you should handle working with others who have fallen in sin. I want you to be patient. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with the guidance of the Holy Spirit as you venture into the sinful world that is around you. It seems like every month or every couple of months, we hear about another fallen pastor. I don't think they started out that way. I think they went to reach people who were sinful and somehow their spirit became connected to the sinful spirit and they got drugged the wrong way. I don't want that to happen to your ministry. I don't want that to happen to my ministry. And we got to be patient. I wonder, did they rush things? 
Do they allow the glamour of somebody celebrating them to get in the way of celebrating Christ? Leading like Jesus is not easy. Church is messy. But when you serve in the marginalized areas, you have to make sure that you're patient, that you have checkpoints, that you have guardrails. If not, it could bring down the whole ministry experience. The third point is that you got to be direct. The Word of God is accurate. All 66 books and the teachings found within the chapters are true. Do not allow your flesh to get ahead of your faith. I want you to stay focused under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and let God lead you as you embark on your journey of being Jesus to the lost and the, in the hurting world. When sinful nature pushes against your biblical values, I want you to push back and to claim the mantle of Christ. But let's caution you that it should be done in love and with grace. Remember these Jesus principles of leadership. You can be direct and caring simultaneously. You can value the person over the sin. You can help direct their path by being Christ, but staying faithful to the word and leading the other person's words and actions through godly example. In essence, you can be a positive force of biblical change if you are leading and are willing to lead, but you got to be direct. We cannot water down the gospel, but we can share the gospel in love. We cannot change the words that are found in scripture to fit today's society, but we can be a listener to the sinner, but we cannot condone the sin. There's a way that Jesus began to speak to Zacchaeus. If we were to dive into the scripture and you look in between verse 7 and 8, verse 7, there's murmuring in the crowd at Jesus, angry. Verse 8, you see Zacchaeus give his heart to God. What happened? What happened in that conversation? I don't know if we will ever know, but I do know that when Jesus listened, when Jesus loved, when Jesus was direct in his teaching, Zacchaeus's heart was changed. If you love and you listen and you're direct and stand true to God's word, hearts will be one to Jesus. Well, the last point of evangelizing your neighbors is to be kind. It seems so simple. A two-letter word that is so hard to follow for many in society. Be kind. When you encounter someone that is living in sin, I want you to please be kind. It seems so simple to say, but sadly, it's not being lived out by many in leadership today. Friends, words matter. Actions matter. And as a leader, you represent more than just the title of pastor. You represent a global church. You represent Jesus. As Jesus walked into Zacchaeus' home, he knew what he needed to, he needed to do. He needed to show love by being love to a sinful fallen man. Through honest but loving conversations, Zacchaeus began to see the error of his ways. I want you to stop and think for a moment. What would have happened if Jesus had barked orders instead of extending love as he entered that home? What would have happened if he judged instead of shown love? How often have you seen or experienced a leader that you valued hurt you by what they said? Friends, 
words matter. Be kind. You know the pattern. Love, then words, and actions are the keys to winning the lost and redeeming them for the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but the church needs kind Christ followers. It doesn't mean that we supplant or subvert our calling as ministers of the gospel. It doesn't mean we water down the gospel. It doesn't mean we change our prayers, but it does mean we have to love. Jesus taught us that he didn't go in and condemn. He went in and bent. he was Christ. I don't know about you, but Christ is calling us to evangelize our neighbors. And we do that by being prayerful, being prayed up, by being patient, knowing that they may not come to Christ today or tomorrow or next week. But if we're consistent, if we're loving, if we're listening, if we're engaging, they will come to Christ. We have to be direct. Sometimes we got to call it out and say a sin is a sin. But we do it in a way that honors God and honors the person who we're speaking to. And we always do it through kindness. Thank you for joining me today on Revitalizing the Declining Church. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with your colleague? How about on social media? Why don't you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss it the next time it comes out. From the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, this has been Dr. Desmond Barrett reminding you to stay prayed up and keep pressing forward. God is on your side.